The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to The Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover our roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hey there, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is how we can activate our our intuition. And intuition is like our spiritual GPS. I love that term. And it helps us connect with our higher self. And we can, when we activate our intuition, we learn how to speak to our guides. It really can help us um, live the life that our soul intended us to. And we have with us today, um, intuitive counselor, Victoria Shaw. She has a fascinating background. She started her life really as a, with her deep training in psychology and counseling um, that she got from some pretty heavy hitting Ivy League schools. And I'm excited to talk to her about how she went from being an Ivy League psychologist to being somebody who talks about intuition all the time and law of attraction and spiritual guidance and all those kinds of things that all those wonderful and delightful topics. So, so welcome to the show, Victoria. It's so nice to have you here. It's so nice to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for our conversation. Yeah, me too. I love talking to other psychics and intuitives, and it's it's always a great conversation for me. So you have an incredibly impressive education set, you know, going to Princeton and some other Ivy League schools. How did you go from that kind of incredible education to being someone who talks about intuition and psychic stuff? Yeah, well, I think for me, you know, I was always, as many of us are, I was always very connected with my intuition. I always had these psychic abilities. I was an overwhelmed empath, which means I didn't know any of this at the time, but, you know, I basically felt what everybody was feeling all the time to the extent that, you know, I was really overwhelmed. Um, I also came from a family that really emphasized achievement and in my case, academic achievement. And so even though I had learning issues and disabilities and all of these things, I just was very, very, very motivated academically. But I also know now looking back that, you know, a lot of the the gifts that came through for me throughout my life, and I was blessed to go to a very alternative school where I was really let you know, free range to do whatever I wanted in the best possible way. And I'm so grateful for that. Best choice my parents ever made, probably, in all of, all of their parenting. So I developed, I think, a deep 
a deep connection early on with my guidance, with my with my spirit guides, with my wisdom. I didn't know that's what it was, but it was always guiding me. And I remember always feeling like, you know, there was this overarching thing that I was supposed to do and I wanted everything to kind of fit into that. And but but the problem was is I did not grow up with any kind of spiritual background. So I had like this deep spiritual longing. Yet at the same time, I didn't know spirituality was a thing. Like I wasn't brought up with any religion. I was brought up, you know, my dad was the kind of person that was like, well, if someone like talks about spirit or religion, they must be dumb, you know? So that that was my conditioning, Mm -hmm. right? So in a way it's good because I had a blank slate, but in another way, you know, I just, I didn't know that's what was missing. So, but I was always fascinated by these big questions like what is consciousness and how do we understand our world and, and what's the relationship between like our material bodies and brains and our awareness and our emotions. And I mean, these things were driving forces in my life probably since middle school. And so it led me to pursue a career in academic psychology. And um, I took that all the way to my PhD. And I graduated uh, with a PhD from Princeton in cognitive psychology, got about halfway through my postdoc at Columbia. And I just realized my passion was gone. My passion was gone. And that, you know, the big questions that I had come in the field to answer like the field wasn't set up to answer those questions. It was just, you know, what what research we can do on undergraduates in a lab. And so I, I took some time off and um, I started, I had just gotten married. So um, I had my first child and I had my second child and I did some writing and I did some other things, but the, the deep longing didn't go away. And I just kept hearing, you know, there's something you're supposed to be doing. There's something I'm supposed to be doing and I don't know what it is. And, you know, because I had this PhD, I tried lots of different related things. I looked into marketing. I looked into book publishing. I I wrote uh, a couple of self-help books, (laughs) four self-help books. So I I did some stuff, but none of it was connecting. None of it was landing. And then at the same time, my kids were struggling. And we had this really out-of-the-box pediatrician that started sending me to all these wacky you know, alternative healers, like it started with an acupuncturist. That was weird. And and he turned out to be a medical intuitive, but I didn't, I didn't know that until probably, you know, five, 10 years later. Um, and cranial sacral therapists, and then like legit medical intuitives and all of these people. And then they all kept giving me this message. They're like, Victoria, you're so intuitive. You're so intuitive. What are you going to do with this? And it was the moment that I finally like sat down and took the bait and said, okay, maybe this is my thing that everything about my life changed. Everything about my life changed. It changed rapidly. It changed for the better. And I've been on that path ever since. That's such a cool story. I love that. Yeah. It's Thank you so much for sharing it so deeply. And I, I do think sometimes we struggle against that, you know, and against being so out of the box or kind of against what mainstream tells us to do. I started working as a psychic when I was 19. So I, I was sort of, you know, in it right from the get-go. Um, but, but it was so weird. It was such a weird thing to do back then in the, in the 90s, early, late 80s and early 90s to do that. And, and I, I was just, you know, I was so far out in left field. People didn't know what to do with me. But, but I feel like that there, we all have that moment that sort of that come to Jesus moment, if you will, where yeah. we, uh, where we kind of stop fighting and resisting. And then something in our life flows beautifully, right? When we align with the yeah. deeper path that we're supposed to take. I'm always in awe of you peeps that have known <laughs> known that you were doing this stuff for like that long. I think it's yeah. amazing for someone who kind of woke up, you know, in my mid-30s 
it's just, it's a different life path. It's a different experience. But for me, again, like it was always there. I, I always knew things like whenever anything really good happened in my life, it would just happen. Mm. It wouldn't be like I'd strategize and say, hey, I want to go to Princeton. It would just, things would line up. And then, you know, I was there. Right. And so I always kind of knew that. And I also kind of just knew things. And I used to, I remember I did an undergraduate degree in psychology, um, but I finished that one real fast because like I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I was done with that. I was done with that major two years in. And um, Mm. so I picked up a second major in philosophy because like I really loved asking those big questions. And I remember sitting in philosophy class and, you know, I realized what I was doing now. I realized what I was doing. But then, you know, what it was, I would go to the place beyond words, you know, I would feel into that and I would bring the words back over the edge. Right. Mm, and then beautiful. I would say something and yeah. And, and I had a wonderful professor. He's, he's no longer in his body, but we still chat sometimes. Um, that was so encouraging. And I remember he would be like, Oh, you know, Victoria's getting that look on her face again, like, you know, and he would call on me, you know, he's like, something good is brewing. So it was, it was very validating. And again, I would not have called that psychic ability, right? But that's exactly what it was. And that's what I do today. We would call it channeling now, right? Yeah, that's (laughs) that's what I do today, right? For a living and, you know, on my own podcast and in my own teachings and I love it. But, you know, I've always had that skill. I just, I just didn't know what it was called. Mm. So interesting. And on what what advice do you have or guidance do you have for people that are maybe in that like waking up phase, you know, like they're waking up to their intuition? Like some of the big questions I think we get are how do we tell the difference between intuition and like just our own inner turmoil or inner drama or our own fear, right? How do we tell the difference? That's an amazing question. I'm going to give you a little background before I answer it because one of the reasons why – so. Um, back to my story, just real quick, because it'll give you some context. So my intuition starts waking up. I start, you know, spontaneously getting information for people. I start to realize this is what I'm supposed to do. And I also realize that in my own journey, a lot of what's blocking me is all that emotional noise, right? All of my childhood conditioning, all of the trauma that I had, all of that stuff. It's really and and all of the you know overwhelm from picking up everybody else's garbage. Um, so I was super duper overwhelmed. And a big part of my journey to awaken my intuition was to use my intuition, right, to sort of, you know, clean up the mess a little bit mm-hmm. and get a little bit more clear on who and what I really am and let go of a lot of the stuff that was, you know, not super, you know, true true to my own pure and divine essence. And I think, you know, and so for that reason, I actually went back to school because I thought, hey, two master- a master's and a PhD is not enough. And I, I picked up another <laughs> master's of counseling. Um, so I would have the clinical skills because my first uh, PhD was in research. But I also did that because it was so pivotal to my own journey to do some of that work and to you know heal some of that stuff. And so I think that that's sort of the first answer, that as we start to know ourselves a little bit more deeply, become a little more present with ourselves, you know, we start to recognize what's the noise and what's the gold. And, you know, as you, the more deeply you know yourself and the more aware you can be, the more you, you kind of know what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And your intuition almost always feels good. Yeah. Um, it always feels good. It always feels calm. It always feels loving. It always feels supportive. I always say if the voice in your head is beating you up, it is not your intuition. All right. I love that. Such a good, that's such a good one. I love that. I, for me, I think like if I'm triggered, I know if I'm triggered, it's not my intuition. You know, that's where we have to go in and do the inner work. And I, in my own journey and in how I teach my students, I've never been able to separate 
psychic development from spiritual and personal growth. I think when we start sort of set, set out on that path, our stuff comes up to get healed. And sometimes it's a big shock for people. Like, you know, they're not expecting that they've got to do their inner work, but I think it's the best part. <laughs> I think it's yeah. like, it's like so amazing that we kind of have to do them both together. I don't suppose we have to, but it seems to me like the smart way to do it. Well, I think we're here. We're here to do that, right? We're here to become more present and loving and, you know, at home in ourselves, in all parts of ourselves. And that's yeah. the journey. And when you awaken your intuition, I don't teach it as a magic trick. It is a magic mm-hmm. trick. And it's fun. You know, those of us <laughs> that do this for a living, sometimes, you know, something comes through or something happens and you're just like, you know, my jaw is in my very own lap. But I don't teach that. I don't, I don't teach people, you know, because the real magic trick is using this in your life. And the real way to live your life is to just be who you are more beautifully and more brightly. And that's, that's how I want people's, you know, intuition and light to shine. So I don't know Beautiful. if that makes sense. I love but. that. That's great. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> do, you, do you think there are things we do that block our intuition? Like what we stand in our own way a lot, don't we? Yeah, we can. We can. I think overthinking blocks your intuition. Uh, having mm-hmm. a strong attachment to the answer blocks your intuition. So some people will say, hey, it's easier for, you know, especially professional psychics, right? They'll say, it's easier for me to get my guidance for someone else than it is for myself. And I just had someone on my show uh, yesterday who's an Akashic Records reader. And we were talking about the difference between when she reads for herself and when she reads for someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a profoundly different process for her. And I think part of the reason it sometimes is, is that, you know, when we are very attached to how we want that information to come through, what we want the truth to be, what we want to hear, we're going to shut it down. We're mm. going to shut it down. Yeah, but I think true. anything that helps us become more present, you know, is is the gateway into hearing our inner wisdom. Mm. That's great. And do you feel like there's specific practices or what, what practices do you teach your students to help them tune in? Hmm. I mean, I teach a lot of things and I I tend to teach more through resonance than through tools. It's the truth because I really feel like, you know, setting the intention to connect with your intuition, noticing where it's happening already because there's not a person on this planet that is not already already intuitive and even psychic to some degree. We all oh, yeah. have that multisensory awareness. Yes. So noticing where it's already happening for you paying attention to that, you know, that's the very first step in setting the intention. And to me that, you know, that was 90% of what, what I did, you know, my intuition is what developed my intuition within me. Like I didn't, I didn't take a lot of classes. So it was your, it was your process developing your intuition. Yeah. And it's Mm. just about setting that intention and getting out of the way and, and following it. But I mean, there are things that help anything that stills your mind helps you connect with your intuition. And again, you'll you'll know what those things are. For a lot of people, it's meditation. For me, it's mm-hmm. spending time in nature, spending right. time near water. Some people say when they're driving their car or, you know, the morning shower, uh, the, the number of amazing podcast episodes and downloads for my clients that are coming up later in the day that I don't even know about yet that come through in that, you know, in that first shower of the morning. I know, right? the shower. It's such a thing. Yeah. I think of yeah. those things as sort of those activities that put us into that alpha state, you know, that like yeah. slightly trance state that we're super connected to our intuition and to our creative yeah. problem solving, you know, yeah. mind as well. That's great. I love that. I love the intuitive um, pathway to your intuition. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's how it works. (laughs) Right. And we try to do everything in this world with our mind, right? So there's this thing called intuition. Let me figure it out 
with my left brain how to do that thing. And it'll point you there sometimes. I have to use words to teach usually because right. people sort of expect me to talk rather than just sit there in <laughs> silence, though sometimes we do that too. But the words, they're not, they just point you in that direction. And the gold is always in that connection that you already have, if that makes sense. So yeah. learning to connect with your intuition is sort of just connecting with your intuition. And the words can point us there. The tools, the strategies can point us there. But it's not a problem to be solved with your mind because you're actually wanting to get out of the, the mind, mind to connect the with the intuition. <laughs> exactly. Right? So it's wow. tricky. Good is tricky. I love that too so much. So um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about the law of attraction stuff. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, so we are back here with Victoria Shaw, and we are going to talk about her take on Law of Attraction, and I'm, I'm dying to hear about what you think about it. Yay. So Law of Attraction was a hard sell for me. Um, <laughs> I remember years ago, back with the wacky pediatrician and the first medical intuitive you sent me to, and she's like, go read The Secret. You know, you have to read this book. It's going to change mm. your life. And, and I didn't read the book. I got the movie. And I started watching it, and it freaked me out. It freaked me out because at that point in my life, my my mind was very, very loud and I didn't feel like I had a lot of control over what was going on in it. And again, you know, I was still pretty much an over, uh, over uh, overloaded empath. So, you know, I was getting everybody's, everybody's fear messages floating around in my brain. And I remember thinking, wait, does this mean everything I think is going to happen? Mm. So I, I put the CD away in the middle and I did not pick it up again <laughs> for probably like a decade. But now I realize that I grossly misunderstood the whole way that thing works. And what I understand now is that we are all potent and powerful creators of our lifetimes. That is just how it goes. We create our reality. We create our experiences all the time. It's not a scary thing at all. It's actually a miraculous and beautiful thing. And every one of our creations, whether our brain, you know, whether our ego likes them or not, are to be honored and celebrated because it's all part of this beautiful process of life, which I am all in for. And I hope you guys all are too. Mm -hmm. 
but also understanding the law of attraction, understanding how it works. It is a great insight into this process of life. It helps us navigate life more deeply. It helps us understand, you know, in that personal growth, personal development journey, if that's your thing, it helps us understand, you know, how our outside world is a beautiful reflection of, of what's happening within. And it gives us pointers again and again about how we want to grow and develop within and how we want to, you know, and for me, how we want to live more from that place of joy where we're just, you know, potently and powerfully creating the things that, you know, our soul and our spirit and, and sometimes even our ego really enjoys and craves. So that's what it looks like to me. And it's also, you know, just a directive of how I follow my life and back to intuition, you know, using the law of attraction and how we develop our intuition is really important. Right. Because again, what you focus on grows. So when you believe, when you understand that I'm already intuitive, when you start to pay attention to how your intuition is always already working for you, all of those things are, you know, bringing more of that experience into your space. So for me, we can use just, you know, like intuition, we can use the law of attraction for everything because we're all powerful creators. You, you know, no one is a bad manifester. It's, it's, it's simply not possible. It's, it's the same thing with your intuition. It's learning to use it more consciously and intentionally because that's when everything about your life will change. Yeah. I love that. And I, I think like when I started doing law of attraction stuff, I had this moment of realization where I realized that I was for the most part, creating from my unconscious. And that's why I wasn't liking (laughs) what was happening. You know what I mean? Because like the the thing that's almost like the loudest that has the most intensity and the most intense energy or deep feeling, and, and it was just coming out of my subconscious. So I actually found it really liberating to realize I didn't have to do that and that I could direct more consciously you know, set intentions and create stuff that actually wanted to happen more than whatever my nightmares, my subconscious was creating, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's sometimes around retraining ourselves, retraining ourselves because your mind is designed to always look for the problem. That's what minds do. That's what Mm. the human mind does. That's how we've been taught. That's how that little, you know, apparatus in the left brain has been programmed. And so it will always find problems for you and it'll always search for the negativity, but you have a choice. You have a choice. You have some power and control in here. So we we can learn to reprogram that, you know, that brain. We can, you know, our brains are incredibly plastic and can constantly be re, you know, the, the neural programming can be shifted and changed and, and how we interface with the world and, and life can also be changed. And so it's around making choices about, you know, what, what thoughts, what feelings feel better. Um, not believing everything that your mind and your thoughts tell you. And then also sometimes doing the deep work about coming home to yourself and understanding like some of those deep little wounds that keep creating things in your life. And it, they're, they're not doing anything wrong. They're actually here to help you and guide you and give you an opportunity each time to love yourself more through the external experience and become more present with what's happening because that is that is the root of all healing. But sometimes we can do a little bit more of those internal shifts and we save ourselves the external headache. Right. Yeah. And I, I think there's something too about aligning more with, a, with our higher selves, right? So when we're pulling in the energy from our higher self, we get a different experience of manifesting than we do when we're directly yes. coming from the ego. Yes. They kind of want different things, you know, like our egos want, have a different set of wants. Mine wants like a nice, com- comfortable, easy life. <laughs> My higher self is like, meh, that's not growthful. Uh, you know? I don't know. 
I believe that our higher selves want a nice, comfortable, easy life and that our minds have taught us that life has to be hard. Um, mm. That's just that's just the way that I see it. But but I also think, look, sometimes we do invite, you know, difficulty and challenge and that we learn from it when when it's there. We take it, um, but we don't have to we don't have to worship it. We just have to allow it. And I think that's the real trick with manifesting from soul, spirit higher self, whatever words you want to use in manifesting from ego, the ego tries to grab on and control every aspect of the process and control the outcome. And most of the things that your ego wants are things that you've been taught to want. So they're not necessarily like soul heart-based wants. They're things that you've, you've been taught you should want. They're things you've been taught that should make you happy, that will give you value in other people's eyes, right? But those aren't always the things that your soul desires. Your soul is way smarter than that, right? Your soul mm-hmm. is a part of you that knows how lovable and worthy and beautiful you are just because just you are, right? Your ego doesn't know that. So the trick to really manifesting from our soul is to, is to learn to let go, learn to let go and learn to, you know, tune into how you want to feel, tune into what excites you, tune into what you're curious about. You know, all of those things are great ways to manifest and also to live a really, you know, awesome rock star, joyous life. But then you let go, you let go of the outcome, right? You know, it doesn't, you know, oftentimes our minds will say, in order for me to be happy, this has to happen. Then that has to happen. Then that has to happen. And that can't happen. But if this, you know, it's, (laughs) you don't know that your brain is just making a puzzle for you to solve. And I promise you, you will never completely solve it. But when you let go of that puzzle solving approach and you let your soul take the lead, that's when everything changes. Super wise. That's some really deep wisdom. I love it so much. Oh, thanks. So yeah, it's great. That's a great message. So Victoria, how can people reach you if they want to buy your books or work with you? Um, yeah. So um, the easiest way to find me is on my website, which is victoriashawintuitive.com. I will try to spell it out. V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A-S-H-A-W intuitive.com. That's where the dyslexia <laughs> comes in sometimes. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Dyslexic. Yeah. So so that's where you find me and you can find my podcast, um, which is Intuitive Connection. Um, and we're on the same a podcast platform too. So you can find it too at mindbodyspirit. Mm. It's mindbodyspirit.com, right? My brain Mind is Body Spirit FM. FM. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was missing some letters in there. And I also have a free ebook that you can download about activating your intuition. What else? And um, yeah, or you can work with me, take one of my classes, lots of fun stuff to do over there. Oh, that's awesome. So I hope you all visit Victoria and check out her website and buy her books. And um, she's she's laying down some some deep wisdom on all these things that we talked about today, higher self, intuition, law of attraction. And I, Victoria, I just love your message is so simple and true and deep and authentic. It's like the deeper we come into our own selves, the easier all of this stuff goes. And that's that's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Mm. Likewise. Thanks. And thank all of you guys for listening. If you want to find me, you can find me at lisacampion.com. I hope you stop by and visit. I have a lot of tools for emerging psychics, healers, and empaths. My gig is to train train folks if you're on that path, because I think the world needs all the healers it can get now more than ever. Um, and so many people are waking up and activating, feeling the call to be a healer or understanding their, their gifts. And, and that's what I love to do. So come by and visit. And thank you so much for being here today right here on the miracle of healing where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on mind body spirit fm 
We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.